What's good, family? It's your boy Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this. So please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place. So please download an Anchor free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love. Good family, it's your boy Trader Rills from Real Last Conversations, and it's episode number 14. And didn't you miss me? I know I've been going for a minute, but your boy back. You know, this whole pandemic has been nothing but bad news for the media outlets. So I wanted to let a lot of things build up so we can start having some new topics to talk about. But of course, like in anything in life, we gotta go in with the hard parts first. So I just had one topic to talk about with the whole COVID thing is this past weekend, a lot of states have been reopening. The states that reopened are the states are who had like the least amount of like COVID cases. The governors and a lot of the states are deciding like, hey, we're gonna reopen things back up so we can slowly start getting the economy back to normal. Now that would be normal, but of course you can't give the American people an inch because we we want to take a mile every time. Like we are always going to take a mile, and things were just going crazy over the weekend. And one uh, story I saw was for New York in the uh, in the Bronx. Yeah, it was the Bronx that was happening, and, and uh, it was basically like the, like a tale of two uh, two cities, or basically like a tale of two races in a way. Because you have the East Village Park that has like a whole uh, lake outside where people can sit stand around. It was mostly white people. Like let's let's be let's be frank about it. And it was like a peaceful. It was a peaceful time. Like you see cops going around, passing out masks, being friendly, telling them like like safety tips to, to abide by, and everything all casual and cordial. But like two blocks down. In that same city, there are cops, you know, wrestling people to the ground, you know, beating people up for not practicing proper COVID protocol. And it's just, it's really alarming, man. Like, it's just like, at this time, we cannot be divided. And I ain't even tell the story so we can be divided, but I just actually learned the story today. So I wanted to spread it out there that if you're a police officer and you see one of your fellow officers do that, just be the be the person to be like, hey, yo, this is not the right time. Like this time, we should, if anything, talk to them and inform them in a passionate matter. It don't have to be anything that get escalated. Cause a lot of times, when when you're a normal civilian, especially when you're black or of a ethnic background, you automatically think a cop's coming to you to start problems. So I feel like we all just have to start a way to kind of like you know reprogram ourselves on how we view the cops and how the cops view us. So I don't want to dig too deep deep into that, but. I know the officer did lose his badge. It was, uh, I think his name, Officer Garcia. What's what's his full name? Let me get his full name real quick for y'all because I don't want to have no false information out there. But yeah, Officer Francisco Garcia, he was the one that was uh, harassing the two black gentlemen in uh, in the Bronx. And he did lose his job. He did lose his badge. So justice was served. But this is the worst time for us to have any, like, any more issues. Like, <laughs> COVID taking enough people out and... It went from a, a matter of fact where I was just being joke jokingly and lighthearted about it to now I'm, I'm really serious about it because a lot of my friends have lost parents, grandparents, or loved ones close to them because of this whole virus. So 
honestly, I wouldn't be the first ones that go out back outside. Like, I'm still in the house right now. I just got a call from my job, like, last week telling me they're going to open back up next week, I think. And they're going to start bringing this back in slowly but surely. But honestly, I'm not in a rush. I can really wait till June because I'm not trying to get caught up in all of this. And I and I work in an industry where it's like I'm around a whole bunch of people in a closed environment. So it's something really serious. We have to talk about that. We have to keep things going on. But like, you know, anything, it, it has to slowly get back in the, in, the, in the place. But even if we're going back in the place, we can take our time with it. We don't have to rush it. It's like a puzzle. You want to rush a puzzle to take your time, make sure it all comes together and make sure you don't have no missing pieces. And as simple as that. Now, now that we off of that topic, I want to get into some sports. So the thing that has been saving us all has been the Bulls documentary on ESPN called The Last Dance. When I tell you this is, I don't even really like documentaries, but when there's documentaries on people that you actually like, and look up to when you was a kid. It's amazing because you you can see what they went through. And since I'm a grown man now, and I played collegiate football, that's like one step before you go to the, to the pros. And I played D1 too. You can kind of really see the psyche of a, of, a, of a baller. You know what I'm saying? I get so upset when I be on social media. And I see people that who never played sports past high school talk about sports. It's like you do not know the whole stress and mental worry that goes into all of it and what i liked about the, the documentary is it it highlights different players on the team and not just about jordan now of course like say if an episode's an hour probably 30 minutes is on jordan and probably 30 minutes on the rest of the team but that's all i need for real i'm learning like a whole bunch of different stories like honestly i knew dennis rama was a good rebounder i knew he was tough on defense but i didn't know the role he played and i didn't know how big he was in the 90s i thought he was weird i still still do think he's weird but I see the method to the madness, you know what I'm saying? Like, me being older, I see that, you know, everything is not, you know, so as it appears, not so cut and dry. There's things that build up to that. And the whole story of Dennis Rodman is really interesting to see his growth from the Pistons all the way to the Bulls. He's almost like two different people. So we think, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of deep. Uh, Scottie Pippen, man. What I think about Scottie Pippen? Now, everybody say Jordan wouldn't be none without Scottie Pippen. Now, this statement is true, but I don't know. This documentary showed me that Scotty had some whole tendencies, man. Like, I don't know. It was like, I don't, it was almost like, all right, so you come out of college, you perform better than you supposed to, you're coming off a leg injury, you don't know how, how long you got. So you were, you're given a deal for $20 million for eight years. You sign it because you don't know whether you're going to be, long, be in, the, in the league for a long term. So you take that deal. On your last year, you want to, try to cop out of it? Can you think you deserve more? No. And not only that, since you ain't get your way, you decide, oh, I'm not going to get surgery this summer. I'm going to waste half the season and I'm going to affect my teammates and a possible second three-peat. I just can't respect that, yo. I don't know. To me, it seemed like Jordan knew how to keep Scotty afloat. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Jordan brought the best out of Scotty. Not saying Scotty wasn't great already, but a lot of times, I know a lot of great players who are physically great but not mentally great and sometimes when your mental not there you can't get the full potential and i felt like jordan needed scotty for that and everybody gonna say well when jordan retired scotty uh they only lost like four more games like only, like only lost four less games than the previous season but did scotty win though no i also remember a game where scotty was point, pointing at his shoe telling jordan to come back to the league because i think scotty knew like hey this shit tougher than i thought it was like of course, we can ball all regular season, but when the playoffs come, shit gets real. And for a lot of athletes to argue with me on Facebook about this stuff, I be getting so appalled, man. You literally had a man named Jordan retire in his prime. 
play a whole different professional sport, changes his whole body type, his whole his whole physical uh, nature into a baseball player. All right. He played there for a year and a half. He comes back. All right. He comes back. I think he only played 15 games and he loses in the first round playoffs. And he was still averaging like 37 points a game. So is that really him for being rusty and not having the same IQ he had two years ago? He had to get his, he had to get his rhythm back. And what happened in the next year? He won. See, I'm tired uh, of uh, Jordan haters. And I'm actually really tired of uh, Isaiah Thomas, man. Like, Isaiah let it go. It's like, man, like, this say, yo, this dude was great. We're one of the reasons he became great. But, hey, like, I got to give it to him. But Scotty keeps saying, like, I saw something today. Scotty was like, he blamed the Bulls for why Rodman was how he is. Because he was like, when he played with us, he didn't smoke, drink, or curse, do none of that. I'm like, get out of here. This man almost killed something in your parking lot. But people forget that, though. You know what I'm saying? People want to uh, also say that uh, Jordan is a reason Scotty ain't getting to the uh, the dream team. Do you not know uh, this man? Uh, no, people trying to say that Isaiah. I think I said Scotty. People try to say Isaiah is the reason why uh, uh, Jordan's the reason why Isaiah is not in the uh, dream team. Isaiah had multiple enemies, even one of his best friends who basically like raised him up. Matt John said, "I didn't want him on that game. I I, I didn't want to have to deal with that personality for weeks. I'm in France. I'm trying to have fun. Like these motherfuckers is traveling the world trying to have fun. We all got a family or friend." That, you know, we always second guess before we invite them somewhere. Because we know they want to bring some bullshit. And it's nine times out of ten sometimes we might just leave them behind. Because we just want to enjoy ourselves for that one weekend. Because we don't want to hear that one person nag, complain, bitch, and moan. All of that. So I can see where they came from. And for us as American people, especially in the black culture, black Twitter, black Facebook, to try to put a blame on one man when multiple men said, hey, I ain't like that man either. Or, hey, it, was, it wasn't Jordan's fault. Like, come on, man. I just hate it. And uh, another thing uh, I think is going gonna, gonna to be more focused on next week, but the whole Jordan gambling issue. Like, I hate that so much. Like, 90% of Americans gamble, whether it's through the lottery, whether it's through one of these, uh, these little apps where you can uh, place bets on basketball games, football games, whether it's uh, shooting dice. Or of a game of Madden. Like, I see people gamble on a daily basis. But you want to sh- take away from a light of somebody else who does, who do what you do. I saw on the documentary that uh, he lost to uh, some golfer and he had to pay that person $57,000. To a normal person, that is a lot of money. To Michael Jordan, that's like 50 bucks. That I, and I see a lot of black folks pay, put $50 on 2K games, Madden games, shooting dice. Honestly, a lot of money go through that house in college, in high school, after uh, edu- after after I left college. So I don't want to hear that. Like I hate how you know America is a place where you know we can point the the finger at other people, but we don't want to point the finger at ourselves in a way. You know, cause it, it makes things looks bad. And it wasn't and like what Jordan said. He said, "Not like I, not like I lost my wife. Not like I lost my house. Not like I." My game was affected by it. He was like, it's something that helped me take the stress off of myself. And y'all motherfuckers act like this man wasn't gambling with Magic Johnson, Scottie Pippen, and all other ballers. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a perfect example of why I'd rather take the money over fame. Like, 
if I was given the option to have money or fame, I'll take money every time because with fame, it comes so much. Michael Jordan said he never wanted to be a role model. He said that that was never uh, that was never something he wanted to do. He wanted to be a baller. That's like the main his main focus. So why am I getting mad at somebody whose main focus is wanting to be a baller? I don't get mad at somebody whose main focus in being like a a heart surgeon. You know what I'm saying? Somebody put all their time being a heart surgeon. I'm not going to care if they fucking gamble on the side as long as that don't affect their work. But because it's Jordan, you know, we got to pick at it. You know, when, you, when you're great, you got to pick at the greats. And another thing that uh, came into the whole thing is, uh, which I respect, and it's so funny how you can... You could even talk about your demons and have people still ostracize you, you know? He was saying how he knew back in the 90s when uh, that dude was running for a governor in North Carolina. He knew that person was uh, was a porn, but he was like, he wasn't political. That wasn't his job to be political. Like, he he, he didn't know who this guy was. And people got so mad at him because he endorsed this guy verbally, but he gave this, money, this guy money behind the scenes. So now... Jordan's an uncle, an uncle Tom and a coon because he ain't endorsed a black man in the political field. First of all, what athlete in the 90s was any type of activist? I, I had to let that breathe out for a little bit. I had to let you think a little bit. None. The last activist before that was as big as Michael Jordan was Ali. And people forget that when Ali was boxing, he literally went through hell when he was activist. He lost his championship. He had to go to jail for a little bit of time. America thought he was unpatriotic. It wasn't until about, I think, the 90s or late 90s till we started giving that man his roses. He put that on point of stuff. That was in his heart. I'm not going to tell anybody to do something that's not in their heart. If you don't want to speak on that man's name, you don't have to do it. If you want to find a way to contribute to your people in your own way, you can do that. Can you want to know why? I know a lot of people, especially in the black race, who don't vote, who don't know who their governor is, who don't know any bills or laws that have been passed that have been passed in the past year or two, but they be the first one to talk about somebody else not being political. Like even Barack Obama in a documentary said, like, hey, he had to learn himself. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're 27 at, and on top of the world, and you had that much p- power as he did. You gotta like you know you gotta you gotta watch your moves because anything anything could go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, Jordan was saying he was hoping that his play would help people who might have been racist start thinking of black people, they're more than just, you know, something that we can use. They're actually, like, people that we can aspire to be. So that's where I think Jordan was coming to play with that whole thing. And I don't know. It's just crazy, man. Like, like it's just crazy how that man really got all that flack for that. And this man said, like, I just want to be a hooper. You good with me, MJ, yo. Ain't nothing wrong with that, yo. I respect that a lot because a lot of times motherfuckers just do things because they're they're scared of what people might think of them. Jordan didn't care about none of that. Jordan just said he never wanted to be a role model. He didn't want none of the fame. But I don't know. I'm just trying to think about like how I would react to it because I keep hearing these LeBron comparisons, how LeBron is a great activist, how he does all this stuff. And you want to know why LeBron's so great? Because he learned from people before him. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Jordan re- like regretted something that was and told Kobe, like, hey, Kobe, this is how you should move. Then Kobe told M- told uh, LeBron, like, hey, this is how you should move. Or you can just go down history. LeBron was like, hey, I seen this person got, you know, criticized for not being political. Let me do a little bit more for my community publicly. And that's what he did. 
But I honestly think that's in like in LeBron's heart too. I feel like this is a generation where we're way more aware than what you know the past has been. Like we had more power to do so. Like back then when Jordan was playing, like yeah, I mean Jordan had power, but it wasn't. It was basically the office first, then the players. Then when Jordan left, it was the players first, then the office. Nobody in the league who's doing anything beneficial now can be doing anything they really want to do if it wasn't for Jordan. And that's facts, man. People need to stop hating on that man and get that man his uh his roses, man, because it's just sad out here. I got two more topics. Kind of want to make this week week pretty fast. So uh, there was a new uh, mixtape that dropped this weekend. It was a Drake mixtape. You know your boy Drizzy came out with a new one. It's called Dark Lane Demo Tapes. And, man, I'm going to say I'm going to give that joint like a 7 out of 13. Like, it's decent. Most of the songs on there has been uh, been released already. There are a few songs on there that I do like, but I don't know. I just feel like Drake is just in cruise mode right now. Like, <laughs> There's not like an album where I, ha- I will tell you, oh, you have to go pick it up. But it's something that if you want to, you know, play while you walk or jog or something like that. It's got some cool tunes on there. Some of my favorite songs on there is, uh, is uh, I like actually the first one, Deep Pockets. I like Landed. I like 1993. Losses and my favorite actually from Florida with love. I don't know why I like that one, but that's my favorite though. But y'all tell me this. Do y'all think Drake can do y'all still think Drake is the best rapper out right now? And if he is the still the best rapper, how much longer do you think he has at, at the top before somebody else take it over for good? Cause honestly, I feel like, you know, we're 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 at the falling point of his story. Like <laughs> I feel like at the point right now, Drake is just, you know. Saving up, cashing up, he's about to become a mogul. Like, I really think that's his next move is to be a mogul. And uh, I just saw that today, I guess R. Kelly is trying to get out of jail again. I guess he tried to say that he had diabetes and him being in jail is not good for his health, especially with this whole COVID thing going on. And nigga, you staying in jail, okay? We are not letting you out there. We do not need these damn killer hornets from Asia. We don't need this COVID shit out here. We don't know R. Kelly's out here either, yo. Anybody named Robert, y'all can stay in jail. Let me stop. Not anybody named Robert, but R. Kelly, your ass is staying in jail, man. You're not getting out. I'm sorry. You want to sit your ass up in there, think about it a little bit. But I actually saw, heard in a breakfast club, it was like he hasn't been felt guilty yet. So is this against his rights? Eh, maybe. But I feel with some people, they don't deserve certain things. You, you, you get, like he's the type of person that you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. So you just got to cut that shit off real fast. But uh, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I just wanted to uh, put an episode out there so I can reach out back out to y'all guys. I'm probably going to drop another episode this week as well. I'm about to get way more active. I know I say that all the time, but now I really am now because I really ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> and I'm like in a whole reset mode. So new shit coming. Stay tuned. Listen to the Patreon. Please like, share, and subscribe. And listen to one of my uh to, to, to two of my best friends uh podcast, Jasmine and Kanisha, pre-lit combos. They should be dropping something this week as well. So look out for that. It's all love, man. Stay safe out there. Stay just please stay safe out there. If you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Stay away from them beaches and tight spaces. That's all I gotta say. It's your boy Trader Realist and real. All love. Peace. <laughs>